following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Welcome back to another episode of Create Your Shot. I am Tyler Laurie, and I'm joined, as always, on Fridays by my two co-hosts. First, up in the city of brotherly love, Chris Smalls. Angelo Smalls, how are you today? I'm good. Some of us have to work, uh, so I'm doing this from the office, and I couldn't be more excited to uh, hear about your guys' holidays. How were they? Holidays are the best. You get to spend a lot of time with your in-laws. I'll talk a little bit about that during fades. But also in Maryland, a guy that I got to see on Saturday night, he had some money on the Chargers, did not go well, but in Maryland, Andrew Bart. Bart, how are you? Smalls, what's the office situation? How's how's the desk? What's the view look like? These are things the listeners want to know. Beautiful view of the Navy Yard field here. I'm just looking out. There's a, a, you know, the sun is beginning to set as early as it it is right now, around 4, uh, 15 p.m. Uh, It's just beautiful. I'm looking at huge naval ships that are no longer in use, you know, a couple cars driving by. It's nice, quiet, serene setting, Bart. Yeah, I mean, we've heard about your Navy Yard situation before, and you just get stuck in traffic all the time because you have to leave. You know, you work your typical eight to five. So in Philly, that means you get home at 645 because you got to hop on 95 or 76 or something like that. So it's good you're doing it from the office because it'll waste a little time before you get out of there. Were a lot of people working today, Smalls? No, not not uh, our team was, but there the roads were clear. Not a lot of people getting out, uh, getting their grind on, you know, trying to get those extra vacation days, spend them. If you don't use them, you lose them type of situation and uh, getting the new year started on January 2nd. So the ultimate uh, Sunday scaries will happen for a lot of people on the second. It's going to happen for a lot. It's going to happen for a lot of people on Sunday in Philly. All right. Before we do that, how did we do last week, Bart? What what do we have? Not a great week for the show. No, Tyler winning week three and two. Falcons easy. Tyler knew which quarterbacks were playing for both teams. Also hits the over in Toledo, FIU, the over in Buffalo, Troy. Misses Memphis in pretty brutal fashion and also misses the Saints minus five and a half. It seemed like that one should have hit, but they were just losing most of the game and then Pittsburgh blows it late. Smalls two and three. Misses the Panthers. Was not aware that Cam Newton would not be playing. Misses the Lions by a lot. Kirk Cousins did enough. Brutal loss losing the Browns. Smalls had that one and got, gets, gets backdoored by not just like late scores, but two late touchdowns and a two point conversion. Yeah, he was winning that one the whole way. Should have won. That was a bad one. Yeah, that, I can't make fun of Smalls for that one. Then he drills the Seahawks. I have the Chiefs and drills the Rams. I go one and four, which sucked because I hit the first game of the week with the Redskins and then miss the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Jets, which the Jets was also a brutal loss when they're up 35-23 in the fourth quarter and losing overtime. I'm supposed to push once that gets to overtime. Yeah, you caught a tough – we had a couple tough beats, honestly, just in terms of bad beats. Like Memphis, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Memphis, Cleveland, and the Jets were all rough. Miami, they're up 7 nothing, and Tyler said that might be the best pick of the week. And then they don't, they don't score for the next 55 minutes. Or I forget when the first touchdown was exactly, but they scored, they scored pretty early in the game and it was seven nothing and just did and not then, with, the with Memphis, the obviously they, they were winning. They, they blew a big lead early. They got a kick return touchdown and they gave up a kick return touchdown. But again, I guess 
you don't want to bet on a team when their best offensive player isn't playing. It's one of those games where you watch it and like you're just like, man, I'm an idiot. Because, but they should have covered. Brady White is not very good, so I have. Uh, Do you want to bet on a team when its best offensive player claims to be eighty to eighty-five percent? Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit with the uh, college football playoff. But he doesn't have to worry about Dexter Lawrence chasing him around. So. Maybe. Well, we should find out later today. Oh, man. All right. Hold on a second. So before we get into uh, the NFL stuff and college football playoffs, just want to shout out betonline.ag this week's sponsor. Final week of the NFL season is here, and it's been an unbelievable season, incredible action and excitement every week. This week, as teams vie for playoff seating, you don't want to miss out on any of these final regular season games in the NFL. Our exclusive partners at BetOnline AG have been taking care of you guys all season with the best bonuses in the industry, the inside info on the games, and earliest lines. Visit BetOnline.ag today and use promo code PODCAST1, that's PODCAST O-N-E, for a 50% sign-up bonus. Week 17 of the NFL season's here, and some of the biggest matchups this upcoming weekend include Detroit at Green Bay, Indy at Tennessee on Sunday night, Chicago at Minnesota, Rams at Denver, and Cincy at Pittsburgh. Go online or use your mobile phone to sign up today. And you can try in-game live betting where you can participate with all the action on every play. Use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm not sure why they included uh, Detroit at Green Bay. That's not a particularly good game. But India-Tennessee Sunday night is winning in. And obviously, we do want to talk about the NFC playoff picture because, and Smalls, we'll throw it to you. Houston-Philly was probably the best game of last weekend. Deshaun Watson was unbelievable in the fourth quarter, but Nick Foles gets it done, throws for a light 470 yards. How are you feeling this weekend? Birds are seven-point favorites over the Skins, and Vegas thinks that Minnesota – I mean, Vegas opened the line, Minnesota minus six in a home game against the Bears, but the Bears should want to play to win the game to try to get the two seeds. So how are you feeling going into this Sunday? Yeah, so a lot to digest. For me personally, I was uh... – Doing my due diligence, I was visiting with my amazing girlfriend's uh, extended family in Mifflinburg, PA. If you don't know where that is, you won't find it on a map. Uh, there was no network connection or internet, or um, someone did have the game on the iPad. I wasn't able to watch it fully. No so, TV uh, going. That's brutal. So, That's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of you know, it's Mifflinburg, PA. But um, so is this I wasn't the first and last? Sunday spent in Mifflinburg during during an Eagles no, season? never. I, I love the people there. I will tell you this. I did get get the highlights. I tried to rewatch, you know, most of the game, and it was an amazing game. And I'm excited that this last week at least means something. You know, hopefully the Bears can take care of business. So here, here's my perspective on it. I think the Eagles are going to beat the Redskins at Washington. Yes. Uh, I don't see, see them faltering there. Josh Johnson, I think our defense is playing. We're going to be playing with a lot of motivation. Nikki Foles, uh, the most clutchest NFC player, the NFC Eagles player of the week, smalls <laughs> NFC player of the week. Yeah. Broke, broke a record, uh, the Eagles club record for yards in a game. So I'm really confident in that. I'm not really worried about that. The game I'll, I'll be focusing on after they're up, Eagles are up 21, nothing at halftime. Or is the Bears, Vikings. Uh, yeah, it made me nervous that the line opened at six. Down to four. Down I think it's down to four and a half. Four and a half. And he, here's what I feel. And maybe it's a little hope talking. Maybe it's a little heart. But uh, what's telling me is the Niners have been playing pretty well. The Rams haven't. I know it's at L.A. I don't think that's much of a home field advantage, personally. Uh, probably probably more 49ers fans. Probably more 49ers fans in L.A. than there are Rams fans. In terms of legacy, and I think the Niners are going to at least keep it close at halftime. And if the Bears are scoreboard watching, they're just going to end up focusing on winning the game. So, and I think you guys might agree with me, is that Kirk Cousins is going to lay an egg. The Bears defense has to be on. They have to create turnovers. I, I do think that what might what might be working against you is if the Rams are up a bunch at halftime, and then the Bears see that and just go, okay, we're going to take the foot off the gas. Nagy, I mean Nagy, Nagy already said that. He already said if they were up at if the Rams were up at half, he would pull the starters. But Doug Peterson did make a personal phone call to Nagy. Obviously, coming from the Andy Reid tree, there's a lot. Of, there's it's a tight knit community there. So hopefully that helps out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure the Bears want to face Philly instead of Minnesota. 
They they actually said they would. They said that they might have said that publicly. They might say that publicly, but there's no way they want to face Billy and Nick over poopy. They don't want to face Minnesota the third time, a divisional rival who knows their ins and outs. Smalls, can I ask you a question? Why? Why does it feel like the Eagles' offense with Foles is like perfectly catered to Nick Foles to make all these big throws and like rack up yards? And with Wentz, it feels like he has to kind of like nickel and dime guys, and there's a million screens and like a million short routes to the line of scrimmage. Like, is it just that like Peterson is like Foles is the perfect QB for him, and Wentz is he's not sure how to use him because Maybe like he's just the perfect QB. <laughs> I don't. I mean, honestly, he had the one. He had a terrible interception. He had an absolutely terrible interception, just a horrible decision. And other than that, I mean, he was just flinging it all over the field. It looked like guys were just running wide open. Ray, Ray Dejer had a had a take kind of – I was listening to him this morning, and what he kind of said is they're calling different route combinations or have different route combinations and plays and set for Wentz because they feel like his talent can make a certain play work. Um, and maybe that's not correct. And that, so his talent or his throw mid range, he can make a certain throw and there's a different tighter route combination that Wentz can make instead of Foles. So instead they bring a little more protection with Foles and send, you know, more conservative routes, uh, for Nick to throw and take his downfield shots as well. And that's what works for Nick. Maybe they might realize now that they're overestimating at least this year Carson Wentz's talent uh, to be able to make them. He also didn't have Sproles and it's pretty clear that Sproles makes them better like just makes them different too. Uh, Not to stick on the Eagles the entire time. Other games that matter this weekend like I said Indy and Tennessee on Sunday night that is an actual win and end game. I think that's the only game where both teams it's like a de facto playoff game. Yep that's why it is at eight o'clock away from all the others. Nothing affects that. Tennessee plus three and a half. Uh, Down feels to like three. Better. Yeah. Marcus Mariota, we think, is going to play, but the Titans were just flat out not impressive against the Skins at home. And I know that Mariota got hurt, and I know that he's been banged up all year, but it, it feels like if Indy can throw the ball, they should win this game. But again, Tennessee's a road favorite. I don't know how the Titans. Or just stop Derrick Henry. I don't know how the Titans have nine wins. Like they, you know, they they keep winning, and and again, Josh Johnson had an opportunity to beat them on uh, Saturday. Malcolm Butler just oh, that's the one I wanted to talk about in terms of a bad beat. Like Malcolm Butler runs back at uh, pick six as time expires to push the game over, and then they don't kick the extra point to push the spread. But like Malcolm Butler's a loser, guys. Like just an absolute loser. I should have faded him, but I don't know. It was up to eleven, so I think you were covering even if they kicked the extra point. But it was a bad beat for the under. Yeah. But I just think like that game is, I don't know, it's boring. But if Houston loses to Jacksonville, the winner of the Sunday night game wins the AFC South, which is seems crazy because, like I said, Houston won a million games in a row until Blake Bortles is starting again. I don't think we have to worry about the the Texans losing Sunday. The other the other game that I think there's two other games that are really interesting, and that's Ravens Browns. You hear what Bortles said when he got back to the huddle for like when uh, Kessler got hurt? No, what did he what did he say? I'm back, baby, or comeback tour is on. I think he said something similar. I believe he said, I'm back, boys. Let's go. I love Blake Bortles. He's the best. I don't know where he's going to play next year, but uh, he's he's pretty good. Uh, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Ravens win. They make they put, they win the NFC North and make the playoffs. If they lose in the Steelers Most win. annoying fans in football, Tyler? Yeah, we were at Smalls. We were at a B-dubs on Saturday night, uh, and it was we were outside of Baltimore, just south of Baltimore, and like on three-yard runs, the place was going crazy. It was like one of the funniest moments I've ever seen. They – they trot Justin Tucker out for this 65-yard field goal, right? There's yeah. actually a fat white guy in the bar wearing a Justin Tucker jersey with a Santa hat. That's how annoying Ravens fans are. They have kicker jerseys. So he kicks it before uh, they call timeout, and he leaves it like maybe a yard or two short. And they, yeah, they, they, they Right. They set up to kick it again. He kicks it. It's obviously straight on. The bar goes crazy like he already made it. And the field goal comes up 10 yards short. And the people in the bar were going nuts like he made it. And then it was like the air came out of it. But – the Ravens are good. I hate to admit it. Um, Lamar Jackson's good. Like the Chargers laid an egg at home. The Ravens are good. I, I don't. I, I think that in the them against the Browns this weekend is going to probably, in my opinion, be the best game. 
Uh, it's the game that I'm most excited to see. Tyler likes to talk about how there's no good coaches in the NFL. You've got to give Harbaugh credit in how they've played since they switched I, quarterbacks. I said that I like John Harbaugh, and I said that I was impressed. No, no I wasn't saying you insulted Harbaugh, but if there's no good coaches, which I don't really disagree with, he's one of the good ones. It, to me, it seems pretty crazy that like Anthony Lynn's going to win Coach of the Year when like Harbaugh legitimately like changed his offense to a rookie quarterback and saved his job. Like, I think John Harbaugh is the coach of the year in the NFL, and I don't think it's particularly close. Like, I know Sean Payton's been good. I know the Chargers have been good. I know Andy Reid's good every year. But, like, to me, there's one guy that really had to coach for his job and totally changed what he did, and that's the Ravens. And I'm, I am going to admit it. It looks like the Patriots – all the Patriots have to do to get a bye is, is beat the Jets at home this weekend, so they probably will do that. Mm-hmm. But if if somehow they lose and they have to play the Ravens in the first round, I'm excited to bet on I'm the Ravens. Betting, I'm betting the Ravens plus seven all day. Also, the Steelers they just look done. Like I know I texted you this part that like I thought the I thought the Saints were winning and and realized the Steelers were up twenty eight twenty four and they just lose the game. But like they play the Bengals and they should win. But it just feels like they got a huge game out of Antonio Brown. Uh, Juju gets the fumble, but like. I don't know, man. It feels like the Steelers are done, and I'm really curious to see what they're going to do in the offseason. I, I, I do think they're going to win, but I just don't think the Ravens are going to lose. I don't know if you guys feel very strongly about that, but it just feels like the Steelers are over. This team is – they just don't like to play with each other. Antonio Brown missed practice again today, so, I mean, he's going to play, but I don't know how badly they want to get in, and it seems insane that they're going to miss the playoffs, but they need help, and I don't think the Ravens are going to lose. Mm. Yeah, I mean – We'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I'm kind of in agreement with you. I don't see the Ravens losing here, and I see them getting to the playoffs. And they're they're the type of team that could make some noise. They could get an upset, and you know, it, depending on who they play in the next round, I don't know how that's set up. But it'll be unfortunate if, if we get a, a Texans Ravens game. Texans Ravens. I mean, that's what it's, it's. I mean, that's what it seems like it'll be. Like I said, Houston could That'd lose. I I would like that. Why not? It'll be that Saturday, like, 1 o'clock game that Houston's just, like, always in when they make the playoffs. But Baltimore, they <laughs> it, are... It'll be a good game, but I am rooting for the Texans. That's why I don't want to see that, because there's little room for error against Baltimore, I think. Uh, let's go to college football playoffs Saturday. Two biggest games of the year. Feels like we've been waiting for a long time. Let's start with Clemson-Notre Dame, and, and we'll go to our, our resident Clemson expert, Andrew Bart. Uh, Clemson, as it stands currently, uh, 12-point favorites. Over-under is 56.5. Couple uh, Christmas Eve news dump. Dexter Lawrence, Braden Galloway, and then somebody else who I don't remember off the top of my head suspended for a slither of Osterine in their system. Doesn't look like they're going to play, despite Clemson saying that you know they thought their B samples would clear them. I just don't think they can turn it around that fast. It's supposed to happen no de- by the end of the day tonight. We're supposed to find out if they're eligible yeah, tonight, yeah, yeah. is what you're saying. So this is Wednesday, so or this is Thursday, so we'll know when this airs. But Bart... The biggest thing for me is Ian Book is pretty good. You know, two plus TD, TD passes in every game. Clemson's been vulnerable to the pass this year, despite how good their defense has been. I mean, what do you think, especially with no Dexter Lawrence? I think that's a huge deal if he doesn't play. It's a big deal, but they've got a senior right behind him who's been playing about 20 snaps per game, so there shouldn't be a big drop-off there. They've got tons of talent on the D-line. Obviously, you can't just replace a Dexter Lawrence, but I don't think that will be the reason they win or lose this game. It'll be interesting to see, and we've watched a lot of Notre Dame this year. Their defense is good. Their offense is better. We have often said that Notre Dame is very overrated. You got a little Philly special year. going on in the Duke Temple game. <laughs> What's the score of that right now? I, 49 27. Duke is trying to push it over by themselves. So I just think that this is an interesting game, and I think there's, I think there's going to be some late money on Notre Dame. I think people think this spread's a little bit high. I think it's going to be more of a shootout than people think. Because I think Trevor Lawrence is going to go out and sling it around. But, I don't know. Good game for sure. The main event is very clearly Bama and Oklahoma. Smalls, we get Tua versus Kyler Murray. Tua says he's about 80 to 85%. I have heard nothing about Hollywood Brown, so I'm assuming that he's going to play. I saw something on the crawl of the bottom bottom line that he wants to play. He's expecting to play. Yeah, so... Over under down to 76 and a half. Bama has held strong as a 14 point favorite, but I think Smalls, and I'm curious to your, to your opinion, a lot of people are kind of hesitant with the Tua situation to really be pretty strong on Alabama. I don't, I don't know if they can beat Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts. What do you think? That makes me, that makes me more nervous for the over. Yeah, I, I think this is going under anyway. I'm not going to bet it one way or the other, but I don't think this is going to get to 77. 
I just think Saban's going to be able to limit Kyler Murray, but may- maybe not. I don't know. He's given up points to spread QBs. I don't know. Smalls, what do you think? Let's let's remember that Saban's given a lot of time to prepare, um, and typically that means good things for Alabama, and I think he's going to prepare against this offense. I, I see this defense stepping up and limiting the points, and I don't see this defense stopping either quarterback, to tell you the truth. I know Jalen Hurts isn't as good, and Tua might be a better option, but Jalen Hurts is going to lead them down the field. This This defense can't stop anyone from what I see. Uh, and that's going to be the difference in the game. Alabama, you know, being able to the first team that can really limit Oklahoma offensively. I, I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma is in the bottom uh, 20 in the country in pass defense. So if Tua plays, I'm telling you guys, the bet of the year is the Alabama team total. Obviously, the over under 76 and a half. This won't come out till I was going to give it on the show if it was out, but. Won't come out till Friday, if if not even Saturday morning. But two is playing. It's just how I'm saying. Like if he's really effective. Sorry, I I did not mean that. But I I would guess that this will be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 45. If it's like 42, I really think the Bama team totals like the play of the century. I don't often say like I'll be betting 99 dollars on it because that's the most money I can confidently bet on a team without being unlucky. But like that's a, a a bet that like if Bama's team total is like forty two and a half, I think it's sailing over. I also like I said, I also think at full strength, Bama is just better than Oklahoma, and we don't other than Deshaun Watson and other than maybe Tim Tebow like eight or nine like seven or eight years ago, we haven't typically seen a, a quarterback just like elevate his team and just totally dominate Alabama. Johnny like, football. Yeah, Johnny Football, but that was early in the year, you know. I mean, before anyone really ran that kind of offense against them, Dak was good against them. The the kid, the the white kid for uh, Ole Miss was pretty good against them. Uh, what's his name, Bart? You know who I'm talking about. He had long yeah, hair. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Bo, uh, I can't Bo Campbell, but whatever. I don't remember. But, I mean, so I don't know. We could see it out of Kyler Murray. I just am a little nervous. But I want we, – we will not – if you're picking it, don't give out your pick yet, but, like, I mean, what do you guys think? Bama, Clemson, national title? Bart, what do you think? I'm picking both of those. To cover those or just games. win? You're, are you a, all right, so we'll, we'll skip. Smalls, what do you yeah. think? I don't, have either, I don't have either pick. Don't give out your pick, but, uh, yeah, um, I think it's going to – I'll give my pick later, but I, I think it's going to be Bama, Clemson, the national title. At least I hope that because if Notre Dame's in. <laughs> I think it's going to be Bama, Clemson either uh, as well. I don't think I'm picking – I don't have either of these in my podcast picks, uh, but I am going to, obviously, because I'll be watching them, I'm going to have some money on different sides. But, yeah. yeah. Have a little fun. Uh, all right, let's go baby. into fades real quick. <laughs> well, guys, let's take a little break to talk about Roman. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. I mean, I've had injuries in sports where I've been, you know, my ankles swollen up to a balloon and I'm just tightening my shoe and my dad or my coach when I was younger would just say, hey, you're fine. Why don't you just tough it out or rub some dirt on it? And then I would never see a doctor. I wouldn't treat it. Well, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash create, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy. So take care of it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash create. That's GetRoman.com slash create for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash create. So what's your, uh, what's your fade? Not Roman. That comes in discrete packaging. Roman is the best. That would be a, that oh, would be a I would, that, that's, that's a full anti-fade. <laughs> I mean, 
Roman is a full anti-fade because there's nothing I need more than uh, a little Roman in my life. But I will to give you my fade. I actually uh, changed it kind of as I was thinking and as we were having discussions. I'm fa- I'm fading the uh, the NFL machine here uh, of ratings and moving all these games to 425, basically because it affected me personally. If they just kept the Eagles game at one o'clock. You know, and and the Bears were playing at the same time as the Eagles, or or whatever it is, they were playing at the same time, and the Rams and the Niners could play at four twenty five. Everything would be right in my world because the Bears would have to play their game the whole time. They'd have to assume that the potential of losing. I get why they. I get, but what if Philly get, lost? Yeah, what if Philly I mean, they lost? could, they could, could, they could lose. You still get the ratings. You still get the ratings, but the I get why they did it. You know, they want all the ratings at the same time. So everyone's watching the LA game too. Not like anyone does watch that, but they must think the ratings will be. Dude, high. how annoying is it um, just in terms of the NFL machine? How annoying is it that like, I know they flex games out starting in like week four or whatever, but like, why can't they just flex games during the week? Like, why can't we always have America's game of the week on 420 at 425? Like they always, you know, sometimes it's like Saints Packers and like the Packers stink, you know? Like, if the NFL will do it in week 17, why can't they just do it every week of the year, move games around on Sunday? I think, I, I mean, like, I, I get I get why they're doing it. Like, they want the highest ratings right now and get people going. So it's like people are watching, and then it goes, flows right into the playoffs. It's like the end of the year strategy, get all your, you know, money situated, bump your numbers, elevate your numbers at the end. That way you can sell more advertising next year and things like that. Um, but... It just pisses me off because uh, I really think the Eagles, the Bears game would be better. Uh, it just worries me, like Bart said, like if the Rams are up 31-24-7 or 24-3 at halftime, Bears are going to, and to no fault of their own, they're going to sit people, and that, that sucks. But you know what? You made your own bed. It's going to be annoying for you, Smalls, when the Vikings win the game like 13-7. to yeah, because like Chase Daniel plays in the second half and Kirk Cousins plays terrible, but like they still lose because like they don't want Khalil Mack to get hurt. And like I get it on both sides, but that's going to happen. It's going to be really annoying. So because we'll, that's- see. We'll, we'll see. But you guys tell me your fades because now you're just getting me all upset. I'm always got uh, in my hands. I got one that's near and dear to your heart, Smalls. Obviously, uh, my I mean, the listeners don't know this. I am not Catholic, but my wife is Catholic. We did Catholic wedding, but we were at her parents house for Christmas this year, Christmas morning and Christmas Eve. So that meant we had to go to Christmas Eve mass. And I want to be very clear. I am not fading Christmas Eve mass as an activity. If people want to go to Christmas Eve mass, I'm cool with that. What I am fading is like how ridiculous people act about like getting seats at Christmas Eve mass where it's like filled to capacity. There's like ushers that are like wearing earpieces and like waving people down. There's no parking lots and people are acting like animals to try to get in the door. I think it really just takes it away from the Christmas spirit, Smalls. I got people like I got people arguing. They've got guys like you who aren't there all year, and then you show up Christmas Catholic. Eve. They're probably a little frustrated. Smalls, you're Catholic. Isn't it about just getting people in the door to kind of like – and again, I didn't really have a choice one way or the other. I think we both know that. But isn't it just about everyone appreciating what Christmas means rather than people yelling and screaming in the pews about like who gets to sit where? I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's literally, it's animals. I grew up a Catholic. I had to go to mass every Sunday. I don't really do it anymore, but I do go to mass on Christmas. I'll tell you right now, my church has it right. There's a main mass and then there's something called an overflow. So they cut the yep. cap- uh, we we definitely send then, Tyler yeah, to the and overflow. And the overflow is a lot shorter, a lot less music, a lot less to do. It's in a gym, and I don't care if I sit on a side. But yeah, I, I get I get you about the seat situation. It's actually insane. Like just enjoy the man. It's forty five minutes of your night of your year. Just go. Just get done. We we went to the early mass, which was right after the children's performance. So mass was at four, but we left the house at like three fifteen to make sure we got seats. So I did get to you know I refresh my memory on the story of. Uh, you know, Jesus' birth, always a good, always a good story. Little town in Bethlehem, you know, sang some carols. I was into it, Smalls. I was a good, I was a good uh, husband, a good in-law. We had an inventor for a priest. He tried, he did, he did a homily and listen, the guy, all good intentions was trying to make it funny and stuff. But listen, buddy, you missed the mark. It was, it just wasn't, it wasn't funny. It didn't have a point. There was no like, 
You better hope this guy's not a listener. Sure small. Not I'm trying sports. to make him better, just like Langle made me better. It's called constructive criticism. <laughs> I'm just saying, have a point to your homily. Just don't talk about disco this. This seems mostly critical, what not you, that constructive. What do you got, do you got Bart? You did. Uh, you had some Chinese food. You went to see Vice. You know, big Dick Cheney hit piece. What What's going on <laughs> in your life that you're fading? I got two of them. The first one, and I know it's been a few years, but why did the NFL get rid of the probable designation? Why is everyone just questionable or doubtful? Like, what was wrong with a guy's hurt and he's supposed to play? I think it makes it – it's a lot more hardline. Didn't they come out they, – they came out with a statement a couple more year, uh, years about I think the, the Pats they, were kind of being yeah. dicks and just list, listing like everyone is questionable. So. Probable. Yeah, that's because correct. So now it like hard lines it. Like if you're questionable, you actually have to like support that theory. Whereas probable, I mean, shit, they say everybody's like hurt in the NFL. So technically everybody. Up, we thought he was going to play. Now, now he's, he's not, not playing. Yeah, exactly. So that's, are you. That's exactly. uh, is that, yeah, that's it's still a good fade. I like it. Then my, my other one, DJ swearing. There we go. Like you, yes. are, you are not good enough to just constantly insult the coaches. Like, if you're Odell Beckham or like a star, you can be like, hey, I'd like to get the ball more. But this guy is – he's a good player, but he's not a good enough player to where he can constantly just second – Fifth team in six years. Seriously. Well, I, does this count if he's going well, back new, to one of the new, teams? It's a new coaching staff in front office, so it's not a group of people that's dealt with DJ Swearinger before. But like – Bart, I'm right there with you, man. Like, and I'm annoyed. Like, listen, I'm not a Redskins fan. Like, you know, you grew up a Skins fan, but like, there's very little they do that I can actually defend. Like, them firing all their new execs yeah, this week is ridiculous. a joke. But I agree with them getting rid it's of like, Swearinger. People are pissed off that they got rid of Swearinger because, like, the Cardinals claimed him and they had that top priority. But that doesn't mean they made the wrong decision to waive him. Like, he literally comes out every week and bitches about the fans or the coaching staff. It's like. And, like, people are saying, well, they didn't cut Mason Foster when he made the comment on Instagram about the fans. But, like, DJ Swearinger says this about the media. Yeah, it's to- – like, I totally – like I said, I, I – And if Foster did this, like, weekly, he'd be gone right. too. and DJ – you're exactly right. Like, DJ Swearinger, not good enough to do this. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. So now, like I said, talented dude. He played well the last two years. But, like, look, there's a reason, like, five teams in six years when he was going to make the Pro Bowl. It's and now did you see Bart? He wants to wear a South Carolina jersey and helmet in the Pro Bowl. Well, he doesn't have to now that Arizona claimed yeah. him. I don't think he can make the Pro Bowl now. I don't think he's able to. He's an alternate. He's an alternate. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, yeah, he was an alternate before. Yeah, DJ Swearinger, absolute idiot. Uh, totally agree with that. Disappointing. Skins played well. Disappointing they were not able to win. Josh Johnson was. Oh, can we also fade Taylor Luan for being just a dick? Uh, he's the he's just the worst. I haven't ever seen him in Nashville, but I've heard he's an ass when he's out too. I've heard he goes to bars and creates a ruckus, and they uh, have to keep him in line. Let's go into picks. As always, lines are uh, direct from BetOnline.ag. I am leading the charge. I mean, we're definitely going to do the show through the NFL playoffs. Obviously, we'll have just one bowl game to pick next week, I think, or maybe maybe two or three. But Smalls uh, had tied me two weeks ago, and I, I go three and two, two straight weeks. Smalls goes two and three, so I'm up what? I'm up two games right now. You are up two games on Smalls. This is a big five are, a week for me, though. This is, I mean, I'm not picking any NFL games, guys, because I don't know anything about the NFL. Like, this is the weirdest week, I think, in the oh, NFL. Yeah. But This oh, is a tough week. Yeah. week All right, Smalls, why don't you uh, – Smalls has probably got five NFL games. probably picking uh, Taylor Heineken. <laughs> oh, wait, you can't. Kyle Allen. You're probably betting on Kyle Allen this week. So, oh, I, You know what? I should not be able to live that down. I think I was – no excuses, but I, I was just not – not as prepared as I should have been. And it's a it's a Langle learning mistake, so I'll take it and run with it. But to start off my picks, I'm actually going to go into some college bowl games. Bowl games excite me on Saturdays because I have nothing else to watch, and um, it's usually pretty good. So I'm going to the Kentucky-PSU game. I'm taking Kentucky getting six and a half, and I'll give you guys some trends uh, that I'm looking into. Who's playing oh. running back for Kentucky, Smalls? So question. So question. So this is what I look at on the trends on the road. uh, As an underdog, Kentucky's two zero and one. As an underdog, they are four one and one. And on the road or neutral, just in general, they're three one and one. Penn State as a favorite, six and four. And on the road or neutral, they're two and three. 
And those are all um, against the spread, obviously. So, so, hey, Bart, is Josh Allen playing? I know Benny Snell is not. Is Josh Allen playing for them? Probably yeah. not, right? For, he is playing? Okay. I so believe so. Here's my theory on Penn State here. Uh, those are the trends. I also just don't flat out like Penn State at all, and I'm going to root against them. So I want a little, you know, something extra to root against them for. So Kentucky getting six and a half points to me. I know I'm sure he's going to be healthy and all that stuff. The uh, the quarterback McSorley. Trace. Yeah, yeah, Trace, Trace will be healthy. He's feeling all good and stuff. It's his last game. Everyone praised Trace. My thing is I just think Penn State had a letdown of a season, and – it's going to be tough for them to reinvigorate themselves. Uh, they're more looking to next year. And I think you get caught doing that in these meaningless bowl games as well, but we'll see. I just, I like six and a half points and I like Kentucky. Okay. My first one, let me get my notes up here. One of the things when smalls goes with trends, you should probably always fade him. I think like you don't seem to win when you pick trends. What do you mean? I, I, FIU bro. Remember That's true. That That's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. So speaking of Florida teams, I am going to start out in the Fiesta Bowl. I'm going to take LSU minus seven against UCF. I understand that this is UCF Super Bowl. I They beat Auburn last year. Auburn was literally devastated to not play in the college football playoff after losing in the SEC title game. No Mackenzie Milton just makes this. Yeah, I mean, this just is just different. Get, it's just so hard for them to win. LSU does. Okay. Greedy Williams is not playing. Totally fine. But uh, uh, White, Davin White is going to play. Uh, Justin Jefferson is questionable with a hip, their best receiver, but he is supposed to play. The off-field stuff did happen with the shooting, but that was self-defense. It looks like all those guys are going to get cleared. And Coach O is just a get-your-team-ready type of guy. He's definitely the type of guy that can lose your team games by poor decision-making, but they are going to be ready to play. This is not going to be a game where they come out flat, and I just don't think UCF can match up with them. They give up 200 yards a game rushing. LSU is going to run all over them. Their lines are way better. I, I just don't see how UCF keeps this close without Mackenzie Milton. So advanced stats be damned. They're all very close because of, you know, UCF's offense. But I just think LSU minus seven. I think I would have bet this like LSU minus 17, honestly. I just don't think UCF can keep this game close. Bart? Clemson minus 12 and a half. I am not a believer in Notre Dame. I think Clemson will be able to run and throw the ball all over the Irish, and I think the defense is good enough to get enough stops to, to win this game by a few possessions. I mean, that's that's not bad. I'm going to take uh, my next thing is going to be Bama, minus 14 against Oklahoma, and for reasons I expressed earlier on the podcast, uh, let's, I just think Saban's so good when he has a lot of time, and I think... Picking against him when he's had three or four weeks. It's really hard to pick against and, him. And right. Oklahoma, to me, right, they're all so reliant on their offense. So what Saban's doing right now is he's focusing his defense to make those critical stops and to slow that team down. And I don't think Oklahoma's going to have the answer for anybody in, the, uh, in college football on the defensive side. So to me, this line, you know, I'm taking it. I'm taking Bama. I think they're going to blow out Oklahoma. There's nobody better at limiting what teams do well than Nick Saban with a long time to prepare. On, on a week, like a layoff. A They're in the office week, 24 hours. A hundred percent. Like maybe like if he gets everyone. Kyler Murray. Like if, if they win on Saturday and had to play Kyler Murray the next week, maybe Oklahoma has a chance to really win in a shootout. But like I agree with that. I really do. The under is probably good in that one too, as much as I love betting Big 12 overs. I'm actually going to take another under in a game that I think – Obviously, Cal and TCU is probably the, the worst bowl game of all time, and that was last night or Wednesday night, excuse me. But I'm going to take Mississippi State and Iowa State or in Iowa under 43 and a half. That is the Outback Bowl on January 1st. The game is going to be so boring. Mississippi State's defense is number one in the country in scoring D, number two in FEI, and number six in S and P. Iowa 16th in FEI. 42 and a half. Now you still want it? Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, 42 and a half. I'll still take it. Iowa 11th in scoring t- in scoring D. These teams don't want to throw the ball. Mississippi State throws it 24 times a game. That's like the second lowest in the country after not counting option teams. They run it 40 times a game. Iowa r- runs it right about 40 times a game and throws it 31 times a game. But no Noah Font for Iowa. He's preparing for the draft. I really just think this game is going to be 17-14. It's going to be so boring. I'm not going to watch a minute of it because Kirk Ferentz is going to love it. But we're going to go under... Now, I guess 42 and a half because it's moved a point in the last. Maybe it moved because I bet on it, Bart. Did you think about that? Because I bet. I mean, everyone, everyone's always listening. So they've probably heard you talking about this game, how it's going to go under. Alexa's listening in on Tyler and they 
They moved the spread down. Yeah, bet, bet online moved their spread when I dropped twenty five dollars on this game five hours ago. <laughs> Bart, your second pick. I am picking against Smalls. I'm buying into two and not being completely healthy. I don't know. I just feel like this game is going to be close. I'm not saying the win, but I want to say this Oklahoma game is going to be close. Give me two touchdowns. Okay. I don't know. I like it. I like it. It's, yeah. it's definitely scary picking against Nick Saban with this much time. If Tua were healthy, I'm never making this pick, but yeah, we'll I, see. I agree. I totally agree with you. All right, guys. Now for um, you know Smalls's heart, full heart, clear eyes, full heart picks of the week. I've got the Bears Eagles minus seven. Bear, nope. No, 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 no. Bears, not, not even Bears. Bears getting four and a half. I I just have it in my bones. I've got that optimistic Philadelphia, you know, blind hope feeling. And I feel like the Bears not only are going to keep this close, but they're going to end up winning. And Kirk Cousins lays an egg. He just chokes. And that $89 million is glorious for me. So Circa 2016. This could very much happen. That that could absolutely happen. Yeah, that, that's my pick. Um, I'm going to give you two in the same game. And I do think Bet Online is moving lines based on my specific action because I also bet both of these this afternoon. I had Oklahoma State and Missouri. I had Missouri minus eight and the over of 74. It is now nine and 74 and a half. So that's uh, disheartening. I'm going to stick on both sides. Missouri, quietly one of the better teams in the country, ninth in SRS, 13th in F, 12th in FEI, 16th in SP. They're really undervalued, I think, given how tough their schedule was in the SEC and that their record's eight and four. Uh, they're going to absolutely sling it. Versus a terrible Big 12 defense. Oklahoma State's 98th in scoring D. I think Missouri's going to score 50, which means we just need 25 from Oklahoma State. They've scored uh, less than 25 just twice this year at K-State in a weird game against Texas Tech. Five straight weeks, they've scored 24 or more. But more importantly, nine straight weeks, they've allowed 28 or more, including 35-plus in six of their last nine. Just roll the over in this game. It's going to be a ton of fun. This is, I believe, on December 31st in the uh, Outback Bowl. No, no, sorry, not the Outback Bowl. This is the, what is it? One second, guys. This is the the Outback Bowl, Liberty Bowl, Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. So we got Oklahoma State, Missouri, Missouri minus nine, and the over of seventy four and a half. Bart, this may be the last game we ever get to see this quarterback play. So I'm betting against him. The Texans minus six and a half, and maybe Blake Bortles' last game as ever as a starter. And I don't love that. Where is it? It's in Houston, right? They're at home. They need to win the game just because if they lose and whoever wins the uh, night game, I, I think, who is it? I think the it's Colts. Te- th- no, no, I know it's Indian Tennessee. I believe the Colts can win the division, but the Titans cannot, or I might have that backwards. But it's I not a, Colts, I think the Colts can win the division. It's not a game where even if the Texans see the Pats are up a bunch on the Jets where the, the Texans can just – Stop playing. So the Texans got to play this game. So, yeah. All right, Smalls, your yeah, fourth. Yeah, my fourth again. Yeah, I'm picking my heart here. I got the Niners getting ten points. They're going to keep it this close. This guy's a joke. The they're going to. He's a joke. They're sure. they're going to keep it close against the Rams. Listen, the Rams. How how can you say the Rams have been playing well and the Niners have been doing pretty well with? They the haven't, and I think you're on the right side of this game, but you're still a joke. Why? <laughs> Why? No, the Niners? I'm literally telling you. No, no. This is like this is just like a Eagles Whoa. parlay. Everything you need or want to happen. Here's what you should do, Smalls. You should bet the side that you don't want to have happen because that way, if it doesn't work the way you want it to, you no. at least win. See, that's that's what yeah, you line your pockets with a little cash. Hundred percent. There, I go all in, and I'll tell you right you now. You were a pessimist until if, last if January. The Niners were losing every game by thirty. There's no chance I would take this on this podcast. But what I've seen is the Niners being very, very competitive, and I have seen the Rams not be competitive with teams. That's that's what they I just said. blew out. They just blew yeah. out Arizona, and I told you I mean, that was I, the get game right into the week. That's Arizona. Arizona has shown no life, so I picked the Rams last week. Here's a team that's shown life. Smalls, you know Mullins isn't playing, and CJ Beathard starting, right? Good. That's not. It's, that is not true. Even that if that's true. the case, CJ Beathard. It's not. I'm in. You it's do this Nick Mullins. You, don't worry. You do this where you get in your own head, though, and your your pride is too. Like last week, you should have just taken Carolina with me, or you should have just taken Atlanta with me. 
But you were like, nope, nope. I look at a lot. No, I thought about this game, though. I actually thought about it. I was like, the Niners and the Rams? I mean, is that a home game for L.A.? Not really. L.A.'s the worst place, and the San Francisco fans are going to travel a little bit, maybe. And then go ahead, go ahead. Who cares? Could you imagine if we got no, a that, uh, if we got a Ram? Where's the Super Bowl this year, Bart? Okay, could you imagine if we got a Rams Chargers Super Bowl this year? Not really any of the those teams really don't have a ton of fans. It's all the way across the country. No. Like I just I don't know, man. The Rams have been uninspiring lately. I agree, uh, Bart. What's your fourth? Uh, I'm joining Smalls. This will be his fifth pick. I can almost guarantee. I have the Eagles minus seven. I'll let Smalls rant about why they're going to win by more than a touchdown in a minute. If he doesn't, I'll give some reasoning, but I have a feeling Smalls will do a better job. He's 100%. He 100% has the Eagles minus seven. Go ahead, Smalls. I don't. I, I do not have that pick. What's your, what's your so fifth you, pick? You want my fifth yeah, pick? Yeah, absolutely. You want it right yeah, now? what is it? All right. Colts minus three, baby. Frank Reich. He's got him going. I love Andrew. Oh, we had to have some. We had to have some Philly angle with this pick. <laughs> no, I, honestly, it's a big game. It's it's obviously they flex it to Sunday night. It's huge. Everybody's going to be watching. It's win and get in type of situation. So I think that makes it even more exciting. I think Andrew Luck kind of steps up. I just don't have a lot of belief in the Titans here. Um, but you know, anything can happen. It's a three point line and all of that stuff. I just see Andrew Luck stepping up, and I like what they're doing offensively, and that's another I, team that's kind of scary in the I playoffs. think the Titans are going to try. I, I know they want the weather to be bad on Sunday night. I really think they're going to try to – I mean, if Mariota plays, throw it 15 times. If Blaine Gabbert plays, throw it five times. Like, I think they're going to try to make the game really, really knock down, drag out, and hope that like they can win 17-14. Because if this game plays in the 20s, there's no way that they beat Andrew Luck. Yeah, they better not fall behind early. All right, my fifth pick. It is a get-right game of the week. They, we are going to the Sugar Bowl. We're taking Georgia minus 13 versus Texas. Uh, this is a game that's going to be bet really heavily just because of the two teams that's in it. If Georgia cares, and on Thursday I don't know if they care, but I'm assuming that they will care on New Year's Day. If they care, they win this ba- this game really big. Uh, they're just way better than Texas. Ge- Georgia, by every single advanced metric, is either number two or three in the country. Texas 24, 24, 36. Their defense is not great. They benefited from playing in a watered-down Big 12 against bad Big 12 defenses. And we saw who Georgia was versus Alabama, and we know that Alabama is a lot better than Texas. I think Kirby Smart needs to come out and make a statement. I am a little bit concerned about whether or not they really will care enough, but I do feel that with everybody playing for them, they're, they're not supposed to have anybody miss this game and could change in a couple days. I'm not sure, but... Right now, I just think Georgia's way better than Texas, and I think they're going to blow them out in a game that I like. Is, is Justin Fields with the team? Serious I, I question. I actually don't know the answer to that, but do they need Justin Fields? I mean, Jake Front, like. I was just curious. Yeah, I don't know. We should. All the talk of him transferring yeah, and everything. I, like, yeah, I don't know. And the other, I mean, DeAndre Baker was the only one I was really worried because obviously, like, Texas is going to throw it around, but. Like, Georgia's line is so good. Their running backs are just really, really good. Like, I just don't think Texas can match up with them. And I don't think Georgia's going to get in a shootout. I just think they're going to win the game like 35 to 20. They're just better than Texas. It's like, but because it's Texas and Georgia and it's two programs that everybody cares about, they're building this game up like it's some sort of, like, like match of the Titans. And I just don't think Texas is close to the same level of team as Georgia is. But, Bart, you're fifth? I don't think either of you are going to like this pick, but I think this team relishes in being a spoiler. Cleveland plus five and a half. I think Greg Williams, I'm not sure he wants this job. What do you mean? He definitely wants it. He wants head coach after I got banned for being a uh, I mean, if they they win this game, he'll be six and two as their head coach, right? It's tough to not get him this job. Baker's playing awesome. The defense is pretty good. I just think they keep, I just think they at worst keep it close and I would not be surprised if they win. It would be great if they won this game and then the Steelers still no, lost. The Steelers are not going to lose. Yeah. I, I would never No, the Steelers the Steelers won't lose to the Bengals, but that would just be like an awesome awesome way for this to play out. Baltimore got a little bit of a rough break in the sense that they're playing one of the few teams that's really going to roll out there. Like it's in Baltimore, so it's obviously important. I don't think they're going to lose. But Baker and Greg Williams are the two of the guys out there that would really love to beat the Ravens and John Harbaugh and keep them out of the playoffs. And we saw it last year. Like, the, uh, the Bengals wanted to keep – like, the NFC North, those teams hate each other. I think this is going to be the best game on – I think this is going to be the best NFL game of the weekend. I'm excited to watch it. And I just love Baker Mayfield. It's hard to 
It's hard to not watch the guy. Uh, Smalls, recap your picks and we'll get out. All right, guys, just recap my picks. I'm taking – I'm going right to college football, so I'm taking Kentucky getting six and a half versus Penn State. Bama minus 14 versus Oklahoma. Then to the NFL, taking the Bears getting four and a half points uh, versus the Vikings. The Niners getting 10 at the Rams. And the Colts, uh, three-point favorites against the Titans to get into the playoffs. All right, my five, starting on December 31st, we've got Oklahoma State and Missouri. We've got Missouri minus nine and the over of 74.5 in the Liberty Bowl. We've got Miss State and Iowa under 43.5 in the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day. Georgia minus 13 versus Texas in the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day. LSU minus seven versus UCF in the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Day. And then, uh, like I said, my play of the – year look at the bama team total on saturday morning if it's 42 or so lay the wood bart clemson minus 12 and a half oklahoma plus 14 the texans minus six and a half the eagles minus seven and boomer sooner the browns plus five and a half let's go baker ruin the ravens season As always, lines on this show brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Thanks to our sponsors this week, BetOnline and Roman. Uh, Smalls and I will be back on Tuesday with an awesome interview with Max Hooper, former college basketball player at Oakland, St. John's, and Harvard, and former G League player who's looking to get into coaching. It was a really cool interview to recap kind of his career and, and hear what he's done so far this year while he's taken a year off. Uh, I am on the Underdog NBA show every Thursday with Andrew Gallison. We recapped the Christmas Day games, talked a little bit about how LeBron is an idiot, and then talked about what the Celtics should do with Kyrie moving forward. But fun show, so subscribe to that. As always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe on iTunes, rate us five stars, and leave us a review. If you leave us a review and send it to us, we will send you a free koozie. No shipping, no handling, no nothing. We are at Create Your Shot on Twitter, at Create Your Shot Pod on Instagram, Create Your Shot on Facebook, and Create Your Shot at gmail.com. Reach out to us with anything you like. Only a few more of these Pick and Winners episodes left as the football season is sadly winding down and we are going to enter the wildcard round next week. But as always, thanks for listening, and I hope everybody picks winners. Winners.